Like, he's my boyfriend. And he's also my husband of almost 18 years. But he's definitely my boyfriend. And how do we keep that freshness there and avoid the pitfalls of taking advantage of one another because we are married for life? This is To The Nines Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Wicks, a mom of seven who doesn't subscribe to the idea that you have to choose between your family and a career. I am on a mission to show the stay-at-home mom who has lost herself in childcare and co-comelon and the overworked corporate holdout who isn't finding joy and purpose in their career that they can work for themselves, making an impact and an income that serves your dream life. After leaving my nursing career to raise our family, I needed more mental stimulation, but didn't want to give up the privilege of raising our legacy. I've been in network marketing now for five years. I know the strategy and mindset it takes to be successful and to live a life aligned with your values and your purpose. Join me as I share my business tips, marketing mistakes, attitude shifts you need to space out some time for you, or ditch your nine to five completely and start working for yourself. You have the power to change your life. Let's get started. This is just the beginning. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. All right, so today we're going to discuss a little mindset stuff within your life that may be a little bit outside of what we typically talk about on this podcast, but I think it's important. So this came from a listener request. She wanted to know a little bit more about marriage and not just what is marriage? Uh, We all know what that is, but she wanted to know how do I keep my marriage lucrative in terms of being mutually respectful and keep us liking each other like he's my boyfriend and he's also my husband of almost 18 years but he's definitely my boyfriend and how do we keep that freshness there and avoid the pitfalls of taking advantage of one another because we are married for life or at least until death do one of us part um so here it is here's here's what I do take it or leave it but Here it all is laid out on the table for you. First and foremost is I think you have to identify the elephant in the room that men are just more physical typically than women. So to assume that a man has a higher sex drive, I think we would all agree that that's generally true of men. And if you're not willing to meet him where he's at and maybe surpass that goal every once in a while... If you believe he's a good man and you believe he's a decent lover and you believe that he's worth having, I promise you there's another woman out there that thinks the exact same thing. So I never let my mind get complacent with the idea that he's always mine. I know some of you are probably thinking that is wild. You're married. Shouldn't you be secure in your marriage? Of course I'm secure in my marriage. I don't think he's actually ever going to cheat on me. But the opportunity is always there. So I never want to give him a reason to think anything outside his four walls here at home. So step one is I make sure that my man physically is very well taken care of. Women typically respond more emotionally. Men can respond more emotionally when they're taken care of physically. So just understand the difference between men and women and everyone needs to meet each other where they're at. And I'm not saying this is 100% a female issue. I'm just speaking from a female perspective. This is what I do um, in order to keep things fresh and alive and mutually loving and respectful in my own marriage. So number one, I make sure his needs are met physically. Number two, his emotional needs. (laughs) I almost have to laugh at that a little bit because My husband is not a super emotional guy. I've seen him cry two times in 18 years. 
The first time was actually the night after we got married and we had just watched, he's going to kill me for telling you this. We had just watched, um, oh my gosh, the movie is escaping my brain. It'll come to me. We just watched a movie and it's where the couple, they're older and they die holding each other. Anyway, I said, I want to die just like that with you. This is so, just stop it right now. I know you're laughing, but this is me 18 years ago. Okay. I was 25. I want to die just like that, like hugging you when we're old. And he actually had a couple tears come down and told me how much he loved me and how glad he was that we were married. And that was number one. Number two, a time that I ever saw him cry is when he had to drop his brother off at a, uh sober homeless shelter. That's a very long story, but the agreement was um, his brother was going to come to our house, get sober, get a job, get cleaned up, and uh, then go back home to his family when he could be a man worth his salt to support his family, and he didn't choose to do that. And the agreement was if you started drinking while you were here that we were going to bring you to the homeless shelter and we were going to drop you off on the doorstep and it was going to be up to you like if that's what rock bottom looked like then that's what it was going to be and unfortunately he made the decision to start drinking and that's what he had to do it crushed my husband absolutely crushed him so twice in our entire 18 years of marriage not even when our children were born None of it have I seen that man cry. So he's not overly emotional, but what I have needed for him more than not is to validate my emotions. So although he isn't terribly emotionally like, hey, sweetheart, I need you to come validate my feelings right now. Like I would be like, excuse me, are you having an out of body experience if he ever said that to me? But that's what I need. So in order for him to do that, he has to be able to at least meet me where I am with my emotions and listen to them with an attentive ear and a mindful heart so that he can validate the things I'm going through. So in order to do that, I think men typically, especially my man, needs to have his physical needs met first. All right. So there's that. The next thing that we that I do anyway, I can, can't really speak for him. Maybe he can record a segment on his own sometime. If you're interested, let me know. These are the kind of things I want to see in DMs um, is what do you want to hear about? All right. So another thing that I do is I wake up every day and one of the first thoughts that go through my mind other than I really have to go pee is what can I do to make sure he is happy he married me? What is it that would set me apart from every other woman that could approach him today? What is it that he is going to say, man, I'm glad I've got her and he's going to come home to it? Is it going to be coming home to a home that's generally kind of picked up a little bit? He gets it. We have seven kids. One of them's a newborn. We're in a we're in a state of flux at the moment, but he understands that. Is he going to come home to a wife who hasn't showered in six days probably has vomit on her shirt and really could not give two hoots less? Or is he going to come home to a woman that made an effort? She at least put on a clean shirt, maybe some lip gloss. I wouldn't put on lip gloss because then he won't kiss me. But I put some mascara on, at least did combed my hair and said, I made an effort. Like, can he tell that you made an effort for him? Other things that I do to ensure that he's happy that he married me is I just look for thoughtful ways to show up for him. So it may be just making coffee in the morning for him and then I'll pour the creamer in it and I will deliver it to him. I know this is sounding really 1950s housewife, but I mean, that's what I do. Um, Other things is I'll start cooking his breakfast or his lunch and I'll pack it for him without him having to ask me to do it. Um, And I'll get things put together 
I do all the laundry in the house, so his clothes are always clean. When it comes to back to taking care of him physically, I will initiate, not so much right now because I am in a newborn stage of life, so this postpartum period has a different degree of respect and consideration for one another that I don't think, well, definitely doesn't exist for us outside of the newborn time period. Um, But right now, you know, he very much waits for me to have a feeling of readiness to want to be sexual because, you know, my body is being, somebody is on my body 24-7 at this point. And the newborn having the greater of all the needs, which is to stay alive because he's breastfeeding. So that's kind of a different set of conversation if you're not in a newborn stage like we are, but that's where we're at. So having me actually be interested in him, believe it or not, men want to be wanted as much as women do. So if he looks good, tell him he looks good. Um, the other night he was sitting across the room, had his, his like collared shirt from work. He had that unbuttoned. I guess he was hot uh, because, I mean, hot, yeah, but I mean, like really physically hot, like his temperature was higher. Uh, we had a fire going in the living room and he was had a glass of wine. He had unbuttoned his shirt and just had his shirt open sitting on the couch talking to me. And I was looking across the room at him and I was like, oh, lustful eyes. You look amazing and I told him later like hey I just want you to know I noticed like you look really really good and he was like wow thank you you know that level of consideration and actually saying something that stuff goes a long way and it didn't have to be and it wasn't sexual at all I didn't mean it sexually I just wanted him to know that I saw him Another thing that I do is I validate his efforts as a man in our home and everything he does within our marriage so it is not beyond me a couple of times a week to say, hey, or maybe not a couple times, a couple times a month to say, hey, I see how much effort you put in at your job. And I just want you to know that I'm grateful for you. And guess what? He actually says the same thing to me, but with the home life. He says, I see how much you do for our children. And I'm really grateful that you're their mom. I mean, if your husband's not telling you that often, then maybe you're not telling him often enough just how grateful you are. And I know the feminists out there say, well, why should you have to say you're grateful? That's just that's just what you do. Okay, fine. But you can still ha- practice some intentional gratitude about it. I mean, your partner, and here's another thing is don't fight with them. I can't stand the saying, you should learn how to fight fair in a marriage. Why are you fighting at all? What is there to fight about? Why would you have a fight is what I'm saying. If you need to have a discussion, of course, have a discussion about all the things, money, kids, relationships, in-laws, siblings, friends, where you're going to vacation. But why have a fight about it? A fight means like you're going at the other person typically because you want your own way. That should be your number one indicator that something's going wrong in your marriage is that you want your way. Love means to will the good of another. If you truly love somebody, you want what's best for them. So if I want to go to Florida for vacation and my husband has always wanted to go to Colorado, but damn it, I want sand in my toes and he wants snow under his skis. I love him. So I'm going to say, okay, book the trip to Colorado. But you know what? If he loves you back, he's going to say, we're going to Florida. So you're like, so where are you guys going? You meeting somewhere in the middle? Are you going to like Missouri or Nebraska or Tennessee or something? Um, I don't, I don't know how you end up coming that out in the wash with that, but 
usually with us, we'll find two separate trips we can go on or we'll find some way to meet in the middle. Okay, you really want skiing in Colorado. I really want toes in my sand. In my sand. I really want toes in the sand in Florida. We're going to go backpacking in Tennessee. I mean, I don't know. You'll find some way to meet in the middle or one of you will just love each other enough to let that go. And then the next time that person gets to choose. I mean, whatever it is. But my point is, why fight about it? Same with money. Money is one of the biggest reasons couples have a fight. But why would you fight about money? It's because you want to spend money on something and they don't want you to. Okay, well, why fight about it then? Create a budget. I have talked at length about budgeting. And if you haven't seen my Instagram recently, we sold our Porsche so that we could pay for all the mold remediation and rebuilding and all the things we had going. And all of that is because uh, we didn't have $80,000 in our budget for our air conditioning to go out, the handler to go out, to have there be mold and have to do complete remediation and reconstruction. We didn't have that money. So we had to look around at what assets we did have. And we had a paid off, you know, Porsche 911 sitting in our driveway, or I'm sorry, in our garage. It doesn't matter. The point is, we had an asset, we needed to sell it. We were not going to fight about whether we were going to keep the car or whether we were going to sell it and just carry the debt because we had a shared mutual understanding of what our financial goals were. And the goals financially, we talk about that often. Are we still on the same page with what we want to do with our money? I am convinced the only reason couples fight about money is because they haven't set a budget They have no idea where the money is going. They have no idea how much is coming in. And they haven't shared their ideas on what they want to do with it. And they haven't created shared goals surrounding their money. All right. What else? What else? What else do we do? Um, I think I already covered, you know, acts of acts of love, either physical or or tangible, physical or tangible and relational financial. So I think those are the bigger areas that you want to cover in your marriage to make sure that your mindset's right and you're married to somebody who is equally as supportive and loving to you as you are to them. And if you've done all these things and your partner is still just off the rails, well, then you made a bad choice in who you married. Sorry. As one of my mentors say, choose wisely, treat kindly. That's all I've got for you on this episode about marriage. If you have any other questions or you want me to cover something, or if you want to hear from Adam, then let me know via DM. If you liked this, then give me a rating and a review on Apple or Spotify. Those reviews really help get the podcast ranked so that other people can hear it. Um, And if you feel so inclined, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, and uh, tag me in your stories. All right, friends, thank you so much for being here today, and I will catch you next week. Ciao.